It's about that time. Quality time. Turn it up. This is the Quality Control Podcast. Let's go. You're now tuned into the Quality Control Podcast. I'm your co-host, Super Mario. Justin took the episode off this time. He'll be back pretty soon. I want to welcome my guest, Mr. G. Stano. He is my credit guru slash credit go-to guy. He has a lot of platforms he's on. He gives a lot of information and he drops a lot of gems. So without any further ado, G. Stano, please introduce yourself, man. Tell us something about you, man. What's going on, you guys? Happy to be here. Um, my name is Gerard Ristano. That's where G. Stano comes from. So it's not something that I just came up with. No Mario for, shoot, probably going on 10, 10 12 years now. But um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, Born and raised here in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, was raised here for a little while. Then moved to Mississippi for a while. That's how I know Mario through my soon-to-be wife. And um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Let's talk some credit. Let's talk. Let's get some money. Let's you know break some stigmas. Let's get straight to it. Um, like I said, I'm happy to be here. And uh, we're in Studio Blue, Blue Magic Solution, hitting stains, and I'm ready to rock and roll with you, buddy. All right, let's get it, man. So today's topic, we're going to talk about what's called credit cancer. And credit cancer is the curable epidemic that continues to enslave people for generations. So we define credit cancer as the lack of knowledge and discipline in credit matters that result in lower credit scores. Acute side effects of these will be limited purchasing power, high interest rates, and, and bigger payments, along with bigger down payments required to make purchases. So, man, just kind of elaborate on that for me, G. Stano, man, so people can kind of understand what we talk about when it comes to credit and how vital it is to actually function. Well, I mean, credit, I like to call it, it's your, it's your adult report card. So, um, it shows like how you are as an adult, how you pay your bills, how you're able to manage debt. Um, it's everything, you know, you, what can you do without credit? You know, nowadays you're not even able to, you know, buy a cell phone without credit more times than not. So, you know, everything that we are required to do as people, it comes through from credit. So when you say limited purchasing power, you know, Say to buy things, you know, to stretch things out. You know, if you can't buy a cell phone, imagine what you cannot buy when it comes to the household, you know. So, um, higher interest rates. So, when you're not managing your credit, I don't know if people ever heard it costs more to be poor, um, than it is to actually be, you know, financially stable. Whoa, 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 run, run, run that back. You just dropped a real smooth jam right there, man. <laughs> run that back. <laughs> so, yeah, it costs more to be poor with higher interest rates. Um, so the same house that, you know, oh, let's just use a car for, cause everybody needs a car for the most part. Um, you know, same payment for a car, you know, with an 8% or let's just say a 12% interest rate versus a 3% interest rate. You know, that goes, that may be the difference between a $1,200 payment and a, a three to $400 payment. You know, I'm, that's really drastic. I don't have the numbers, but if you just compare the numbers, you're going to pay more for everything that you need in your life just because you haven't been financially responsible and then, um, bigger down payments required. So you know, safe that same instance with a car. You know, when you have good credit, they the bank writes you a check and says go get a car. They ain't no running no inquiries no more. You know, that's a huge thing. You know, that's where people pile up inquiries because they're going out shopping trying to get rates for cars. And I know this hits home for you, Mario, is that you know, that's one of the biggest things also is that, you know, that's a huge difference right there from the get go. You know, you get a check and say go go get you a car versus, you know, you going out and having you know, Santander and all those people run your credit a hundred million times. So uh, that's a little bit more of that background. And, you know, one thing, I don't know if you want to get straight to it, but, you know, 
one thing that I tell people and everybody that I deal with is we got to start using credit to make money. Because here's the thing, Mario, 98% uh, of, of the Fortune 500 companies, 98% of them use credit for their business to make them a big business. And um, that means only two, like that means like only two of them actually only use cash. You know, cash is trash. As you can see, the dollar is going down in value every day. So uh, credit is now king because it shows what we can buy and what we're able to do with things. So um, we'll get into that a little bit more, but that's just what I, uh, my uh, analyzation when it comes to a little bit about credit, man, we got to start taking that seriously. And then, you know, I'm gonna keep saying this throughout the episode, we got to start using credit to make money instead of just being consumers and just buying stupid stuff, just buying stuff that we wanted. You know, that's one of the shifts as an adult, I feel that every adult needs to go through because um, we are our biggest enemy. You know, Neil Davis says more times than not, the enemy is the inner me. Oh wow! So, uh, wow, that 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 snuck up on me, man. But definitely another gem drop on that, man. That's so true. But um, just man, piggybacking off what you said, just as far as purchasing a car, I am uh, in the car business myself, and I see it every day. You know, you get to the point to where you can pick what you want to buy when you've taken care of your credit versus the bank picking for you what you can buy because essentially they make decisions on what they want to take a risk on because you make that shift to where it's okay. You're a risk. So I'm going to put you in a vehicle that minimizes my risk. I'm going to put you in the vehicle that minimizes, you know, breakdowns and, and, and gets you to pay a X amount, you know, X amount of payments because at the end of the day, these banks have algorithms as to if you have subprime credit, if and when you're going to actually default, they know this. They have to calculate risk. They have to calculate losses mm. versus the other side of that is they actually buy you versus the vehicle. I mean, you take, for instance, one of the hottest vehicles out there a lot of people don't think about is a Jeep Wrangler. Now, I've seen a 1999 Jeep Wrangler Sahara that maybe has a book value of $6,000. The bank will loan $20,000 on that because the bank is not loaning that collateral. The bank is loaning that person. Mm -hmm. The bank knows that person is going to pay that back. So at the end of the day, you almost get to write your check based on your adult report card, as you stated earlier. So, and as we transition on, we talk about the long-term effects as far as limited life opportunities. Now, you know, I'll briefly say that once you start digging yourself into this credit hole, you have higher interest rates. You have higher mortgages. You have higher money down. And what happens is you're drowning, essentially. You're trying to stay afloat. You're dog pedaling with all your might. And at the end of the day, you can't get ahead. You can't get to what you're about to talk about, making money with other people's money, which is uh, just flipping your credit. So talk some more about that on both sides. Barely staying afloat versus taking that credit and actually moving forward. Well, the thing is, like, once you're able to, um, you know, Going back into, I would say, the biggest thing as adults is we got to just, you know, I have partners who, uh, their, others, their spouses and them themselves, they just can't say no to themselves, you know. And that's the biggest thing that I'm, a, as we go into opportunities with credit, you know, anytime, anytime I'm walking around, you know, I can buy whatever I want. You know, the city card is 24000 and maybe federal is 18000 So you put that in perspective, anytime, imagine... This is the position that the other people that are in there understand that they, they can tell themselves no. Because anytime I go anywhere, I can buy anything I want. You know, it ain't much that you can't buy with 24, let's see, that's what, $42,000. It's not much you can't buy with that in your pocket. And then the American Express cards, they, they don't have no limits. You see what I'm saying? They'll let you, they're going to let you see, all right, pay that. We, we, we want to see you pay it. You know, it's like dating them. So, um, 
I, I feel like I, I didn't answer the question, but um, I just feel like we just, as an adults, the biggest thing is we got to be able to tell ourselves no. That's one thing my pops always told me. If you could tell yourself no, you master yourself, you master the world. So um, you always, you know, if you, once you're able to tell yourself no, man, the world is your oyster because then you understand, you know, I don't know if you heard of Myron Golden, uh, uh, Mario, but he's like this crazy, like a beast coach. who's like the entrepreneur. He's like the entrepreneur's entrepreneur. But I was into one of his calls and he said, the reason why you still work a job is because you haven't told your money what to do. You know? There you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I was like, yo, that's so true because your money's still unemployed. You just using it as a consumer versus you telling it what to do. Me and you talk about this all the time. Money is just a soldier. We got to, we send that money out and we tell it to bring back more soldiers. So um, I, I really can't speak to higher. I know people are paying higher things, but, you know, when it comes down to it, paying higher things for things and stuff to impress people that don't even matter keeping up with the Joneses. You know, you got people who want those track hogs and I don't even know what that stuff is. I'm not into cars. I drive an 08 Volkswagen and I'm not getting a Tesla until it stopped running. So um, until it stopped going. So I'm going to just ride. I want to get a Tesla so bad I have the means to do it, but it's just like, here I, here I go again. I'm telling myself, you don't need it because... But gas is high as hell. <laughs> but, uh, but nah, um, you know, people, you know, use this is a this is a beast, bro. Credit is gonna, it's the thing that's in your wallet, it's gonna change your life. You know, once you get out of debt and you start thinking, here's the thing, once you start thinking, you know how easy it is to get a hundred thousand, you know Absolutely. how easy it is to get a hundred thousand dollars in credit. So once what's once you but how 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 easy is it is it to save a hundred thousand? Oh, it's rough, man. I mean, you got to make all the right moves. You got to say no to yourself. Me personally, I call that sitting out, which means that, mm -hmm. hey, I work at a new car dealership and most times I can get them at employee discounts. Right now we can't because it's crazy market, but I've been telling myself no to a new vehicle for the last seven years simply because it's just not time because I'm trying to get to a point, like you said, to make my credit better so I can put those soldiers out there so they can bring back more soldiers. So I 100% I exactly. get that, bro. I get it. And that's the biggest, and I feel like that's the biggest thing. Once we can conquer ourselves and tell ourselves, no, like I don't need it. Like, man, because I, I, I can only imagine some people having 42,000, more than 42,000, you know, probably 100,000. I'm going to just say 100. You know, people are walking around with $100,000 in their wallet, you know, and um, most people can't fathom that because they're going to go out and they, they're thinking about what can I spend it on? What can I spend it? You know, um, and, uh, you know, not only are you going to be paying higher rates, man, that's like more money out of pocket. You're paying more. And then, you know, so when they come, we're going to still, you know, stay on cars, you know, instead of getting that F-350 or, you know, you could, you, the same thing you can get done with F-150, you know, but you want, you want to impress the people on the block, you know? So, um, it's just more so like we got to get out we got to get out of being able to show out for people that don't matter and you know let's put this first because i guarantee you any you show me any business i can show you how you can make money off of it from credit absolutely so if caught in time these side effects can be reversed with proper discipline and knowledge so understanding credit let's talk about that define what is credit and how does it work so credit is pretty much your credibility you know it's pretty much showing you know how you pay your bills, you know, it, uh, so 30% of it is going to be, uh, 35%. Oh man, I should, I'm blanking. I know 35% of it is going to be your utilization. So the biggest thing on your credit report is going to be your utilization. So, 
Um, let's just say you have a thousand dollars in available credit. That means if you spend three hundred, if you spend six hundred and fifty dollars, that means you're sixty-five percent of your utilization. So revolving credit is um, a lot of it. Yeah, so 35% is going to be your utilization. Uh, 30, no, 30% is going to be your utilization. 35% uh, is going to be your payment history. So a lot of things that people don't know is that people think that if they go late two or three days on paying their credit cards, that's, gonna, they, that's where you get a late payment. Late payments come into play when you're 30 days, when you miss a whole cycle without paying. So 35% um, of your score is going to be your payment history. So you need to be paying your bills on time. And then 15% uh, is going to be your length of credit history. So we haven't spoke about business credit. That's a whole different ball game. But people have heard about trade. Uh, I don't want to get into too many things, but trade lines are like the things that are reporting on your credit report. Uh, some people can piggyback off of it. But a lot of your credit, and this is why we need to be teaching the youth. I've been a video about, uh, I was dressed up as an old man. It's a character that I you do on Instagram called OG. And, um, you know, that's why we need, to we need to teach the youth about age, 15%. It may not seem like much, but when it comes to when you're my age, I'm about to turn 30 next week. But say, for instance, if we've been educated at 16, at 14, at 17, 18, in our teenage years, that's 12 years of, hist of good history. Man, that is worth money on the street. That is worth money. Uh, so that's 15% of your score, and then 10% um, is going to be new credit, and then another 10% is going to be a, a credit mix. So um, people do, you do get judged on the type of credit that you do have. You know, Absolutely. mortgages are considered good credit. Um, store cards are considered horrible credit. Um, so store cards are looked are frowned upon um, in the credit industry because you just look like a, you just want store cards? Like, really? Come on now. I don't know. I mean, that's how I perceive it, but they are frowned upon, but one thing I'm gonna tell people: don't close your, don't close accounts. Do not close accounts because remember, 15% is gonna be your age and your history. And history is like, it's like gold. Your history is one of the biggest things. You gotta let that build up, baby. You gotta let that history build up because remember that your credit is your credibility. So if you have seven, eight, nine years of credibility, what bank what doesn't want to lend to you? When you only got, when you only got one one credit card and you just got one year of history, you look kind of sketchy. You see what I'm saying? So your credibility and so your age, don't I know store cards are looked frowned upon, but uh, don't close them. Do not close them. You know, a lot of people want to get their student loans out, but that's where the bulk of their history come from. You know, you get those when you're 18. And um, so, yeah, but other cards like, you know, your Chase Freedoms, your, uh, your more sophisticated cards like your City Double Cash, your American Express cards, those cards are looked, um, those are like good cards to have, like the big boys, you know. Um, but when it comes to like those store cards, I would advise to stay away from them because they're frowned upon. But if you have them, don't close them because um, remember that history. Remember that history. That's uh, that's huge. So that's uh, that's that's what uh, that's exactly what the credit is and how you break down your credit report. What are some? And then um, did you did you ask the did you ask me what are some things that generally uh, generationally we're accustomed to to doing no but go ahead and explain on that what what do uh, we as people generationally do we're accustomed to doing that damage our credit so it's something that keeps going on we keep passing down these habits how do we stop the cycle what do we do or what do, don't we do that's affecting our credit you know for generations to come stop being consumers we got us black people we are the biggest consumers we consume everything and don't produce nothing. We got to stop consuming. Stop buying. 
stop. You know what I mean? We got to get out of this. It is just not. It's not just certain. We all fall victim to it. We got to stop buying things and stuff and stuff and things. You see what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing that I can. That's what I see. And credit is not bad. You know, we've been taught that credit is bad. It's not bad. It's like saying guns are bad. Are guns bad or is this person holding a gun bad? It's the, you see what I'm saying? So with that being said, that's generation what we're accustomed to. We're just accustomed to buying things and things and stuff. You know, we got to get away from that as consumers. Because once we can tell ourselves, look, oh, man, I got 100000 in credit. Now, what can I do to make money? You see what I'm saying? Because when it comes down to business basics one-on-one, it's buying for low, selling for high. You know what I mean? If you could go out and buy, you know, let's say you could buy cars wholesale. You get, with your purchaseability, you could turn around and generate income. Because you now, credit is, you, I don't care, in 2022, credit spends just, in 2021, all these past, it's credit spends the same way cash do. If you want to buy something with a credit card, you could buy anything with a credit card. Anything. You know, I'm not going to say anything, but a majority of things you can buy. What I... Uh and that's crazy that you mentioned that because if you notice subliminally, it's almost like they're trying to turn us into a cashless society. Mm -hmm. You go to Walmart, you can't use the, uh, the uh, can't pay with cash. Mm -hmm. um, you go to uh, Wendy's, you know, sometimes they're shutting down to well, we're not accepting cash. I mean, you go all these places, they're turning to almost cashless. So at the same time, credit and electronic funds are going to be become the, the new norm. Yep. And when we talk about things that we're gener uh, generationally accustomed to, let's talk about medical bills. Man, I will see it every day when I check somebody's credit profile. They can have $1,000 in medical bills driving their credit score down 150 points. And just because they don't know, because they're not accustomed to checking their credit. And that's one thing, too, I would add in, G. Stano. Man, monitor your credit. What would you say some good platforms are to monitor your credit? It may sound crazy, but a lot of times and more times than not, if I just see somebody on the street, they want to talk about credit. I would actually say you can, you can put up your credit karma. If you pull up your credit karma, I can um look and see what's wrong because, you know, uh, I, I, me and you talked about this before. Like, what's your credit karma say? Because your credit karma can show a blueprint right off the bat of what you're able to be able to be doing. So um, I like credit karma. Credit karma is free. Now, if you want to see what the banks are lending and like what the banks are going to see, that's that's your FICO score. So um, my FICO, I mean, Credit Karma is going to show your Vantage scores and think of Vantage as vanity because it's not as good as, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but mine says, you know, 820, 826. But, oh. um, Ooh. you know, Ooh. but you're able to see the biggest things, the biggest things that affect your credit factors on um on credit karma so you see payment history you see credit card uh credit card use you see derogatory marks with our collections and uh medical like collections bankruptcies uh medical bills um then you can see your age then you can see your total accounts and your inquiries so that um credit karma is an amazing tool just for those for your transunion and your uh, equifax they don't they don't do experience because experience opted out and have their own app but uh, Credit Karma is free, and it can show you where you stand and what you need to do. Now, the second app that I would, I only, the second app that I recommend would be my FICO because on my FICO, there's different, there's different sets of FICOs. You got your FICO eight, you got your FICO ten. Um, I think it just came out like in 2021. But you're gonna be able to see what the banks are seeing when they look at your credit report. So you can see my FICO. You're gonna see like, oh, they pulled my FICO eight. You see what I'm saying? You can see. What they're gonna see, so they can't tell. If they say, "Oh, your credit score came out to this," you can see, "Oh, which FICO they pulled." 
So um, those are two great apps that I go to time and time in and time out to talk to people. And then based on credit scores now, I'm to the point where if you tell me your credit score, I can see, like, what's wrong with it. You know, just know where you stand as well. Like, low six, like, people in the sixes, 640s, 650s, you're, like, you're not far away from, you know, shooting up there. So um, there's different things and different hacks that we could do to be able to help. But, um, yeah, that's uh, those are the two apps that I would uh, that I would go about that uh, are extremely useful. One's free, one's paid. And more times than not, I use I, I pay for my FICO every month now. But uh, if you're looking to borrow or looking to you know you're about to have a big purchase like a car or a house, things you need to put on credit, my FICO is going to give you a very accurate score on what where you stand. Good, good. And one thing about it, you need to know where you are. Like you said, it's the adult report card. And once you find out where you are, that's not the end. Let's put some things in place to fix it. Like you said, say no to yourself. Take that tax return and pay off the $1,000 of medical and watch your credit score jump up by almost 100 points. It's illegal for medical bills to be on your credit report as well. So uh, a lot of people don't know that. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, it's illegal for them to be on your credit report. So that's an easy fix. Um, those medical bills, you know, that's illegal for them to be on there. So, um, just think knowledge is power, man. Knowledge is power. So, so moving on, uh, what can we do to, once we're out of these credit situations, because they are repairable. I mean, we haven't even talked about chapter sevens, chapter 13s and stuff like that. You know, those are things put in place to revamp things when you get to a point to where it's just that bad. But once we get out of these situations, number one, how can we prepare for the hardship or emergencies from a financial and credit standpoint? Okay. I would say once you're able to fix your credit, you know, I used to sell Cutco knives and shout out to my Cutco family. It's a saying that we have in Cutco. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So more times than not, a lot of people come up to me, I need this, I need this, I need this. And they want me, they expect me to perform miracles. And the thing is, you got to prepare. You got to prepare. You got to prepare for these times. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. You see what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is, once you fix your situation, go out and get these credit. You got to go out and get this credit. Get 100000 in credit. It's, I'm telling you, it's easy. If you don't think it is, I'll show you how easy it is, but I'm going to charge you. But, um, <laughs> say, you know, have these have availability because emerging, you, you can't, life is going to happen. Life happens. You know, so, um, you know, getting out of, you got to be able to get out of situations. And sometimes I'm not, you know, you see in the movies, I forgot what movie it was. or I think it was Sister Sister where Ray, he gives the twins a, a credit card. Only use it for an emergencies. A lot of times we, you never know what will happen, what, what what situation you get jammed into. So that's why I said, is go ahead and get you 100000 I think at 100000 is a good a good benchmark to get you, you, stay, you get there, you stay straight. And once you're able to show once you're able to show that you're you can manage a hundred thousand dollars in your wallet at any time, uh, you know you you you're 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 mastering life and you're starting to master money. And that's going to take you to a new level, which is going to be business credit. And business credit, why it's so value, valuable and vital is that it doesn't show up to your personal credit. So um, that's how I feel like you know you can you know um, stay in that situation to where um, you're able to just. You know, stay out of that situation. You know, fix your credit and never go back. And um, moving on to how you can never get in that situation again. And I actually went viral about this last year on my Instagram. And um, I made a video. 
And it's basically saying, you know, how to get business credit without having a business. And what I mean by this is everybody can get an EIN number under their personal name. as Because anybody, we can all be having running a sole proprietorship. If I sell you, you know, if I, if I go out and sell, you know, I get some Air Force Ones for like $50 and I sell them, start selling them for $120 and I don't have a company, I can still be operating as a sole proprietorship. Everybody can get a sole proprietorship EIN number under their name. Now, this is another hack that I've done myself. Once you fix your credit and you say you, you built yourself up to having $100,000, now you're, you're ready for your next move. And this is how you, this is what I call locking in your credit score. This is how you lock it in. Remember, once you have those certain accounts and a certain ages of different credit mix, you know, your score is going to be pretty much where it is. Now, the next step will be to get an EIN number under your name. I do this because now you can move into your first step of business credit. And this, I sold Cutco Knives. So back in like 2011, 2012, Cutco took out an EIN number under my name. So I've had this EIN number for a while because I was operating business, but I wasn't doing it as like an LLC or things of that nature or a corporation. So what happens is this. Now I'm able to get credit under that EIN number as that sole proprietorship. Now, guess what? I have about only $18,000 that I have in, on that EIN number. I have a $9,000 American Express. Actually, more than that because I got a $14,000 Elon Flagstar card. And I have a uh, 3000 Chase Inc. So with those cards, you start using those as your personal credit cards. Now, sprinkle. you still got to use your little credit cards for sprinkling them in because if you don't use them, they'll take them away. But you got to keep correct, using correct. them for your bigger purchase, things that you want to stretch out, you know, pay over time. Now, guess what? That's not showing to your credit report anymore. Now, 35%, you know, the biggest, sometimes or not, more times than not, people, utilization is what's killing them. But if you take 35% of that score out, which is your utilization, and now you have it on your EIN number, guess what? That's how you lock in your credit score. So that way, you're not affected by that anymore. And that's how you will never go. That's how that's, that's one reason why you never go back. Wow, wow, wow. That's strong, man. That's strong. And, and, you know, I would say this to piggyback off of that as far as credit. Credit is a mindset. Money is a mindset. Exactly. Money is no stranger to anybody that has the correct mindset. I personally want to get people out of the mindset to say that, you know, if you got money, you're bad. If you don't have money, you're doing the right thing. That's not what it is. What we need to understand as people is that inflation is real. It's causing it's it's becoming more expensive just to have a comfortable lifestyle. And you kind of see why millionaires are still striving to be billionaires and so on and so forth, because everything is going away. And if we don't get the basics down as far as credit, we'll leave our kids to where the gap is so big. It's almost like the slums versus, you know, uptown like you see in Robocop or something like that. It's. It's to the point to where you have to understand the urgency. This is just not for just a talk piece. This is necessary. Mm -hmm. Leave your kids in the position. You get in a position. You may not get to the point to where you get 100000 but there's no way your child shouldn't start out at 20, 21 years old with an 800 credit score because it's possible. Authorized users, your um, history on your account transitioning to them, they don't have to make the same decisions you are. So I would say, for one, realize the decisions that you made are bad. And correct them because nobody's going to judge you at the end of the day. So it's about time to get that shit off your chest. Right. All right, G Stano. This is my favorite part of the show. Where we let you get something off of your chest. 
what we're gonna do now, we're gonna break the we're gonna break the glass. We want you to talk about something that you that's been on your mind. What's what's been your kick mentally? Get it off your chest. If it's something you want to ask, ask the question, and let's see what's going on in the mind of Stano. Well, I'm gonna just. I'm just, I got to plug what I got coming up because I'm actually just about to put it out there. I was on a call today and I've talked to you about this. I've, I've purchased about, people think that, um, people think that I'm a credit guy. I am a credit guy, but I'm going to tell you why. The reason what got me so hard into credit is real estate. And the reason why, because I figured out the more credit I had, the more real estate I could buy. So that's what got, oh, wow. got me into this hole of credit because I love, I, I, I loved real estate. You know, I thought it. It was going to be the way that I, it's the way I got out the rat race. I haven't worked a job in three years. It'd be th three years this May and um, credit got be out that situation. So uh, I'm a, I'm more so a real estate. And if you guys want to know how to purchase real estate without using any of your own money. So 100% of other people's money without having to wholesale properties. I've never wholesale a property. Anybody who's known me know I've never wholesale a property. And um, well, using these methods is how I made 70K. And um, in one month, uh, in 2020, went back and made another 20,000 one month in uh, 2020, go back and uh, bought, purchased more rentals. And uh, we did our first flip in 2020. That's when we made another like 20, 25. I made about 20, 25,000 off of that flip. And, um, you know, that was $95,000 in two months. Um, it wasn't just two months of work, but it's like you make that in lump sums. And um, well, I'm not going to get into taxes or anything like that, but uh, I'm not saying this to brag, but I know people like people are, buying, are paying for results, and I've been able to master credit into and, and master and get into real estate. And um, last year, you know, I, I up my business credit, so I walk it like I talk it. And um, I'm gonna be honest, only I have a post about it, but I want to say only about thirteen hundred dollars came out of my business checking account of my money, and we were able to leverage credit. So imagine only thirteen hundred dollars coming out of your account. But you end up profiting fifty thousand dollars. That's strong. So that's strong as death. Yes, and that's how we're able to, you know, leverage. We use credit for real estate, and we have tactics. I'm coming out with a five day class to where um, on each day I'm telling you everything that I do, and this is all what I've done. I'm not a I'm not a guru. I'm just teaching you what I've known. I wish somebody would taught me this. So uh, the real estate OPM group, the real estate OPM blueprint um i'm gonna go ahead and put out go out and say february the 20th uh was gonna, we're gonna start and it's gonna be a five-day class um if you want to you know sign up let's get it going and um we're gonna have some more stuff in there as well so i'll have some bonus stuff in there to where teach you guys how to remove inquiries teach you how to build business credits teach you how to repair your own credit um follow me on instagram g stano g-s-t-a-i-n-o-o -O, and um let's get it let's get you signed up for the class and um, yeah, we're gonna be start promoting that because, you know, I'm I'm gonna teach the people. You know, uh, this is how we get it up here in the shy, and that's what I want to get off my chest. That's the only thing I got, and that's what I've been working on and gearing up for. So, uh, how to buy real estate using 100 percent other people's money. There you go. I like it, man. I like it, man. Uh, thought of the day: Everybody talks about debt being bad. Not all debt is bad. Hey. Jesus paid it all for us and we still owe him and we never can pay him back. So, hey, it's all about how you use your resources, because at the end of the day is how you use them. What you turn them into is what you're going to have to speak for. This is Super Mario and this is the Quality Control Podcast. 
It's about that time. Quality time. Turn it up. This is the Quality Control Podcast. Let's go. go.